Hey there, you're listening to the Permission to Pivot podcast. This is episode four. I'm your host, Kayla McCall, and we have an awesome episode for you today. We're talking to Ashley Whaley of Pod Shark Media, and she talks all about how she started and grew her residential cleaning company, how they pivoted during COVID, and what she's up to now. This is a super inspiring episode, and I cannot wait to get into it. So let's go. Hello, Ashley. Hey, Kayla. How's it going? Good, good. How are you today? I'm super good. I'm so pumped to be here. I'm so excited for you. I'm loving it. I listened to your first episode and it was so good. And I'm just, I'm excited to see what's to come with permission to pivot. It's, it's exciting. (laughs) Well, that means a lot coming from you because I know you are a fellow podcaster. So I'm very excited to have you on and chat about kind of the pivots that you have made and just have you share your story on my podcast, which I'm very much looking forward to. Yes. I love podcasts. I'm a podcast junkie. I'm always, I've always got my AirPods in listening to something. Cause it's I'm just, the same. It's I, so easy. I drive Brian crazy. Cause I usually have one earbud in and he, it annoys him. So he's like, put them both in. I'm like, no, I need to be able to hear what's happening in the house. But also <laughs> I always like listening to something else. So I try to manage that when the kids are home. Cause I'm like, well, it's kind of rude, but I'm the same way. Yes. I've always got <laughs> multiple shows I'm listening to. And, um, I, mine range from like inspiring stuff to like very depressing murder. So it's, you know, kind of all over the spectrum for me. I love it. I feel like I'm right there with you with the one AirPod because it's almost like, if you're on a walk, it's almost dangerous <laughs> to have both AirPods in, you know, sure. and then, yes, if I had both of them. in when I was at home, like I would constantly be like, what, what did, what did you say? You know, like, I don't know. So I'm a one AirPod kind of gal. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if a lot of moms can relate to that. We're probably going to get feedback of every parent or whatever out there being like, well, yeah, you need to only have one in. Um, Well, okay. (laughs) Let's kick this off with my icebreaker question, which is when you were growing up and you were little seven or eight year old Ashley and people would say, what are you going to be when you grow up? What was your typical response? Oh my gosh. That's such a great question. And it like really makes you like dig into the archives of your childhood. (laughs) Right. Um, I was thinking about that this morning actually. And I was like, you know, I've always been such a huge dreamer. Like I've always just envisioned this like massive life for myself ever since I was a, a child, like I was always like thinking outside the box of like, how can I make, how can I make extra money to, you know, be able to buy myself this outfit that I want, or, you know, to be able to go to wild waves, which was like a, like a uh, amusement park up in Washington where it was like water slides. And so I was just always like of the mindset of like, what can I be doing to make some extra money? And so, um, I mean, I, it was anywhere from, I wanted to be a weather girl to, I wanted to be a teacher. I played school all the time as a kid. But then as I got older, I realized like, man, I really want to be in business for myself. So somewhere along the line, I just from a young age, just knew that I could make more money working for myself and have that flexibility to like every job. I haven't had a lot of jobs, but every job that I've had, I've always been like really efficient at it. And so then when I was done, I was like, well, can I, is it okay if I just go home now? <laughs> yeah. You know, like all my tasks are done. Yeah. I, I think that 
a lot of times too, like you kind of get a little bit um, sidetracked by society too, because I think society teaches you, you know, go to school, get good grades, go to college, get good grades. And then you're going to get this great job and then everything's going to be, you know, so hunky dory. And I think now in the world that we're living in, in 2023, like that's just really not necessarily the case for a lot of people. Like a lot of people just aren't wired for the school setting, for the job setting. And so I think you're seeing this like uprise of entrepreneurism where people are like, man, I really want to have freedom. I really want to have flexibility. And that is what I've always been about. I started my first company when I was 19 years old and I started actually cleaning. So going back to like when I was a kid, I was always cleaning, like cleaning my my dad's house, my mom's house, my grandparents, like I had four sets of grandparents. And so um, I started a cleaning company. Yeah. When I was 19 years old. And again, of that same mindset of like, okay, I could work for four hours and make the exact same money, actually more money. If than if I were working, you know, a government job for eight hours a day, that was so boring. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so you know? amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would, and I've got two girls, so a nine-year-old and a six-year-old, and we're always asking, you know, what do you want to, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they, they're like starting to go, I want to be in business for myself. And we're like, okay, cool. Like we're, you know, we're doing the right thing there. But then we also ask the question too, which I think is a little bit of a different perspective of like, instead of asking, what do you want to do when you grow up or what do you want to be? It's looking at it as how do you want to live? Because oftentimes, like what you're doing doesn't match, actually, it doesn't allow you to live in your values. Mm -hmm. And so if you kind of flip that question to how do you want to live versus what do you want to do? It kind of changes the the perspective of it. Yeah, I guess that was kind of a long winded answer. So weather girl, (laughs) and teacher, and an entrepreneur. (laughs) No, I love that. I think it's interesting. I feel like a lot of people I talk to that are in, I mean, even entrepreneurs too, but in like the podcasting world or whatever, or wanting to get out there, like making YouTube videos or whatever. A lot of people I talk to teacher was like one of the things that growing up they wanted to be. And that's me too. I would say I wanted to be a teacher and stuff. But then once I got into the atmosphere of actually being in education. I worked in elementary school for a little while. I was like, Oh no, I don't want to be here teaching. (laughs) This isn't, this isn't it, but it's, um, finding out the different platforms and the different ways you navigate life and doing those things that you were passionate about as a kid. And obviously one of yours was just finding ways to, it's like a means to an end, right? It's like, let me find the money so that I can do the things that I want to do in life. But if those things can line up to where you're enjoying what you're doing while making the money to do the other things, I feel like that's uh, kind of the dream, right? The ultimate goal. Right. Yeah. It's like finding, okay, what do I actually enjoy? What is actually going to allow the income to be able to yeah, live in your values and pursue that big, massive, cool life that we all dream about as a young girl, you know, of like going on amazing vacations and giving to your family generously and being available. Like that's another thing too, that I'm so passionate about now is just having the time to be able to say yes to my husband, to my daughters, to my family. Um, And oftentimes when you're just, you know, working a nine to five job, absolutely nothing wrong with that. And there's a lot of people who are very much so wired that way, but it just doesn't allow, it doesn't 
you've got so many kind of restrictions on you. And so going from like a real, like just freedom in my schedule to working a job, which will be part of like the pivot that I know we're going to kind of dive into, Mm -hmm. but that was really hard. You know, it's really hard to go from like total freedom and flexibility to like, oh my gosh, I'm working a nine to five job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is not what I'm meant to be doing, you know? And so I don't know. Again, I don't want to like, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that nine to five. But I think that if anybody who's listening, who's like, man, I know that I am capable of more. I know that I have, that there's, there's more to life than what I'm doing right now. You should just go for it. (laughs) You know, it, it takes some guts, but I remember when I left my job when I was 19 years old, I was like, I, re- I remember that day so clearly of like, okay, I'm shutting my computer down. I'm turning in my time card and I got to get out of here, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know exactly what that was going to look like, but I'm so grateful that I followed that path. So yeah, if anybody's listening, who's like, man, I know I want to make a change, but I'm scared. You know, sometimes you just got to go for it, you know, and surround yourself with the right people that are going to be encouraging to that and be willing to to work, you know, mm-hmm. it takes work to live a life of freedom. Cause with, it's like that old saying, like with freedom comes great responsibility. There's a lot of responsibility in, in steering your own ship. Well, and I, that's like a great segue to what, um, what I was just thinking about hearing you. I feel like with kind of serial entrepreneurs, like I in the same way where I've always, what business can I do? I want to work for myself. I want freedom. I found myself in, I had a phase of kind of burnout where I was directed towards a nine to five. I wanted that desperately in that phase of my life. So that was like one of my random pivots was I went from owning a business seven years to, I'm going to go work at this law firm where I show up at seven. I leave at three. I'm done. I have no responsibilities outside of this place. And it was such an incredible reset for me. I did it for a year, so it didn't stick. It wasn't my passion, but it served such a huge purpose for that phase of my life. And so piggybacking off what you said, when it comes to making these decisions and making these changes, I think we can get so stuck in the expectation. And there were parts of me that, you know, of course, when I was looking on LinkedIn or whatever for jobs after owning my own business for seven years, I was like, does this make me look like a failure? Does this whatever? But I went for it anyways, and it was incredible. And so I feel like it can go both ways, whether it's making that leap to get out of the nine to five or whether you're in a phase of running your own business and being exhausted from the you know, 24 sevenness of trying to run a business and you just want to take a break and go work at a coffee shop for a year where you just get to walk in and do what you're there to do and then go home and just enjoy the rest of your day. I think that just being able to, one of my whole points of this podcast is just hoping that people can really find their footing in being okay with whatever it is that they are being pulled or, or feeling they need to do in that moment and not living so much in the, like, what is everyone going to think? Or what does this mean five years from now? Like, it doesn't matter. Like just do what you need to do, like in this moment. And I just feel like, yeah, I just, I think it's so helpful to hear from other people that have gone back and forth too, because I think that it, it again, gives like permission that 
you don't have to set out to do one thing and just think that's, that's just it. Now I started this cleaning business like you did. And there's people that would have just been like, this is what I have. I I did this. I said I was going to do this and this is just where I'm going to be now. Right. No, totally. And I love that you touched on that too, of like owning your own business and then going to work from, for somebody else. Cause I had that exact same experience the last couple of years where we had built a very successful company and we sold that company. And then I transitioned into a, a nine to five role as a marketing director. And at that point in time, that is exactly what I needed, exactly what my family needed to create that stability in such a chain, like in such a phase of change. And so, yeah, you have to just recognize like what you really need and when it's not just you, what your, what your family needs and then make the decisions based around that. And so, but yes, through that, it was like, man, it gave me even, like you said, the reset of like, okay, I know deep in my heart that yes, I am, I am an entrepreneur through and through, like that is just how I am wired. And it's what I love. Like I love, I love entrepreneurism. I love business. I love talking with people who own businesses. It's just a little bit of a different conversation. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, recognizing what you really need and then what your family really needs and making decisions around that is, of, of course, very important. You know, when you know your values and what you're rooted in, um, that also allows you to make the decisions that make the most sense. Yeah, I couldn't agree yeah. more. And I, I think, you know, I'm excited to hear, you know, you talk a little bit further about going from owning that company, selling the company. And then, you know, we met working together at the brokerage that I'm at now. So you were working there and I know that was a role that you dove into. You, you did that role very well. Everybody loved you there, but obviously, like you said, it wasn't where you were meant to stay. So what did that look like for you transitioning again? No. And that was, yeah, that was 2022. Mm-hmm. to well 20 end of 2021 to end of 2022 so it was a year and it was such a great year through that year we made I made so many great connections solidified some really great relationships and was able to feel a, uh, a sense of peace around owning a company for over a decade selling that company having some real strong stability in working a nine to five and then going, you know what? I'm ready to get back into that entrepreneur on that wagon Mm -hmm. (laughs) again, you know? And so my husband and I, we built a a residential cleaning company. Uh, We started it in 2012 when we moved to Portland and then we sold it in uh, April of 2022. And so we built, um, a great team. We had incredible clients and we really were able to dial all the systems and processes in while running that company, which was, it was difficult at times for sure. You know, when you're dealing with people and you're figuring out, okay, who do I actually want to serve? How do I want to show up? Who do I want on my team? that's going to be a great representation of me right now. I'm actually reading this book right now called super fans. And as I'm reading it, I'm like, man, this is so in line with how we treated our clients and built our team, um, especially towards the end when we, because we'd gone through a rebranding in 2020. And then through that rebranding, we 
um, you know, we sold in 2022, but um, just everything we learned from that and through building and, and rebranding and really getting our systems and processes dialed in, um, we discovered the power of podcasting, which leads us to, you know, where we're here right now recording this podcast. But um, we had started working with a coach um, and that coach specifically helped cleaning companies grow. We started working with them in 2020 and right, it was right before everything shut down in March of 2020. So we started working with him in January, 2020, went through a rebrand, got real clear that we were only going to serve weekly, bi-weekly residential cleaning clients on the West side. So that was like who we were going to serve. Anything else that came in, we were going to say no. So we used to say yes to like post-construction. We used to say yes to turnovers. We used to say yes to somebody needed something cleaned. We were like, sure, <laughs> you know, we can help. But what we found was like that just created so much chaos for us and then also for our team. So we're like, okay, we're going to be real strategic and we're just going to serve weekly, bi-weekly, West Side residential cleaning. So then in March, when everything shut down and the world was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be near anybody. I can't have anybody in my home, you know, like, so everybody was freaked out, right? Yeah. And we were like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Like, is this, are we going to, what are we going to do? And luckily, because we had built such a strong business and had built such solid relationships with our clients. I would say 85% of them were like, we need you now more than ever <laughs> because we are, we are all home. All the dogs are home. All the children are home. Husband and wife are both working from home. So like the house got dirty even more so because everybody was home. Yeah. So we were really able to go, okay, what do we need to do to, you know, follow CDC guidelines and make that, you know, all the protocol and cleanliness and masks and, oh my gosh, it was a little bit crazy, but we did it. You know, we figured it out. And through that, um, we were actually able to bring on a really amazing team because through that coaching program, we established our core values. We also established who we wanted to be on our team. That was a core values match because and I'm, I'm so huge on core values. Like we, make all of our decisions based through a core values, which are have fun, be honest, find solutions and be respectful. So, and we still use those today in our business now. Um, and when we're making decisions as a family, you know, even like talking with my kids when they're doing something where they shouldn't be doing, I'm like, is this fun? Is this respectful? Are you being honest right now? Can we find a solution for this? Or, you know, like <laughs> you could use those in many different areas of your life, but through through all of that, we were able to come out on top through a pandemic. We were able to continue to serve. And those people that we wanted to come through our doors started coming in. It took a little while. There was like kind of a dead zone there for a few months where we're like, oh my gosh, are we ever going to get any new inquiries? Because again, we had like said no to move in, move out, post-construction. We had said no to all of that. And of course, when you like make that decision, then that's all the inquiries that you get. You know, yeah. we got like so many jobs that came in and Avery and I were like, this is a test. We're going to say, okay, we're saying no. We decided we were going to say no. And then, you know, eventually 
those weekly, bi-weekly, regular residential started coming in. And then, and then to go to our team through from 2020 to 2022, we had the best, most amazing team that we'd ever had in the decade of running our company. And it was because, again, we were so focused on core values. And for those individuals that came onto the team, like they had to be a core values match which was something that I really took into my role, um, you know, at ROI, when I was helping hire and bring people on board, I was like, okay, if we're going to bring on a stellar team, like we need to make sure that they are a core values match across the board. And if they're not, don't plan on them sticking around <laughs> for a while, but being in Portland, having our cleaning company and going, okay, we're still in the middle of this pandemic. We have a rockstar team. We want some more freedom. So then we moved to Arizona <laughs> in uh 2021 so we moved oh no we moved there in 2020 2020 so september 2020 to september 2021 we lived in arizona for a year and it was the most amazing fun expensive <laughs> year of our lives um but we had so much fun and through that we ran our company from arizona so we were you know living remote running a residential co company. Like we didn't have to come back one time because we had amazing clients, we had an amazing team. And we wouldn't have had that had we not gone through this coaching program, had we not really established who we wanted to serve and what our core values were. And then towards the end of 2021, we went, okay, we really want, we want to sell. Like that was always the goal was to be able to create a business where a new owner could just walk right into it and it would be, of course, you know, there's always going to be hiccups and there's going to be things that come up along the way, but we really wanted to create a system that a new owner could just walk into. And so that is what we did. And being able, you know, being able to show like, hey, <laughs> we ran a profitable company remotely was definitely a huge selling point to the new buyers. And so um, through that, we had what our coach said, you got to start a podcast. You've got to start a podcast. Like he had built his coaching company solely from having a, a podcast. And so we were like, well, what are we going to talk about? You know, like, are we going to get cleaning tips? We were, we were kind of like, I don't know, maybe nervous. It was definitely outside of our comfort zone and just kind of like, I don't know, you know, we kind of went back and forth on it for a couple of months. And then before we moved to Arizona, it was in June. We actually were like, okay, fine we'll start a podcast and we will see what happens. And so that's what we did. And so we started podcasting in the summer of 2020 and then started having on. So I started out with just some like tips. Our ideal client was busy professionals, busy families who typically had children and pets and they wanted more free time because the name of our company was more free time cleaning. And so I was like, okay, who's going to be listening to this? Probably busy moms, busy professionals. So I started giving some tips. Then we started having on guests. And once we started having on guests that were in, in alignment with either our ideal client or they served the same clientele, that was when the magic happened. So I'll just give you like a brief example. So we had a professional organizer onto our show. She served the same demographics so busy professionals on the west side of Portland. And we just had the most fun. I just, you know, learned about her story 
um, and talked about organizing and, you know, cleaning and organizing, like they kind of go hand in hand and she got really excited and I got excited and we got off the call and I was like, oh my gosh, that was so much fun. And then what she ended up doing was sharing that content on her social media platforms Mm -hmm. and it generated eight new inquiries for cleaning and then seven of those inquiries turned into regular repeat clients for us. So weekly or biweekly clients that wanted their house clean. So then we were like, oh my gosh, like this whole podcasting idea that our coach was like so adamant about was working and it was like actually making us money. Yeah. And so then we were like, okay, now we've got to have more, more guests on that are, you know, in alignment with who we want to serve. And so then we started doing that and having the podcast living in Arizona, but still having those guests on was just, it was pure joy, so much fun, but it really was such an incredible avenue to drive more business into more free time cleaning. And then from there, some of our guests that had come on, they were like, well, I want to, that was really fun. I want to start a podcast. And Avery and I were kind of like, well, maybe we could help. That's really where Podshark Media started. So it started in March of 2021. And our goal was to be able to help businesses do the exact same thing that we were able to do with more free time cleaning. And so through that, sorry, this is like a long-winded. No, it's okay. I'm loving it. No, keep going. Um, Oh my gosh. So through through that, we started Podshark Media and we were just going to focus on podcasting, which we did for about a year. Ended up selling our cleaning company in 2022. Took a little bit of a hiatus, right? Of like going and working in a regular nine to five. Um, Avery did the same thing. And then both like in our heart, we were like, okay, we have this company that is like, it is right there. Like when we started it in March of 2021, I just, I saw the potential of it. I saw how we could really help businesses have a lot of fun in their marketing and be very strategic and really like be able to drive sales and earn revenue from the power of podcasting. And I saw it, but then it's like that little bit of fear kicked in of like, do I want to go back down that road again of like starting a whole business from scratch? Like do, or do I want stability of a solid paycheck? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was like that mental battle, which we kind of talked about it a little bit in the beginning, but towards the end of 2020 at work, I was like, okay, what, I, I just couldn't give up on the idea of of the potential for Podshark Media. And so Avery and I were like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do this. We're going to do this right. Um, And then we just kind of started reconfiguring what that was going to look like in January of 2023. Um, And now we are serving home service businesses through podcasting and social media. So um, that's what we know. We know home service. And we have a podcast right now. It's called All About That Action, a home service podcast. So Avery and I are the host of that. And we're just really looking to help home services across the country that want to level up when it comes to their marketing, um, want to add value to their community, and want to um, utilize podcasting or social media as a way to really 
um, show up in front of your ideal client and start bringing revenue through your door. And so we serve, um, right now we've got a handful of just different clients from handyman service to realtors to um, cleaning companies. Um, it's They all kind of fall in alignment with with home service and it's from West Coast to East Coast. So um, that's the cool thing about creating a digital marketing company is that we can really serve anybody. And we actually had somebody inquire from Canada and we were like, I don't know how <laughs> to do the currency <laughs> change, but I'm yeah. sure we can figure it out. Yeah. Well, that's really amazing. I love because when you initially talk about being a cleaning company that starts a podcast, you just like what you said, like, what do you talk about? But like you said, cleaning tips and, and I think it all boils down to knowing who your audience is and serving them. Right. And I just think that's such a great, hopefully inspiration for other people that do whatever it is that they do. Like what it could be a barista that wants to start a pod, a coffee based podcast or whatever, but I feel like there's room for everyone, right. To talk about the things they're passionate about and find their people that will cheerlead them during that whole process. And so, um, it's, yeah, really inspiring to hear you start a podcast pretty much based on something that you feel like you physically have to be there to do. Right. But it's, it's, that's not what it is. People want to put their earbuds in and listen to something that is relatable. And, you know, for me as like a busy mom, like the things that I like to listen to and I like to watch are things that are going on in my everyday life. Right. And so I feel like, yeah, there's, there's an audience for everything. And I think that's really yep. cool that 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 pivot that you guys made of listening to your coach and being like, okay, maybe we'll give this a try and see what happens turned into obviously success within the cleaning company, but then so much more beyond that and being able to move past the cleaning company and into something totally different, I think is really exciting. Yeah. I, I'm just so pumped. I'm so excited for what's to come and you're exactly right. Like everybody has a story to share. Everybody has value to add. And that is what you have the opportunity to do through podcasting is it's just another avenue. It's such a creative avenue to really put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. And the world is huge. You know, you're going to find your people that go, oh my gosh, I love Kayla. I love the Permission to Pivot podcast. Mm -hmm. And you're going to start to build just that um, that super fan, right? Like in the book that I'm reading, it's just, um, you'll find your people that really gravitate towards your story. And then you'll be able to help those people that are in that position of like, okay, I know that I want to make this change. I'm a little bit scared. Can you help me through it? And what you're doing with your podcast is you're giving people that permission to do so to go, Hey, here's a community that I'm building if you're in that position where you're like, okay, I really do want to make a change. Come join my community. We'll cheer for you. We'll root you on. We'll believe in you, you know? And I think that that's really what people want. Like they just want to be encouraged. They want to be loved. They want to be supported. They want to be believed in. Um, and I don't know about you, but I love surrounding my myself with people like that, that are mm -hmm. just going to cheer you on, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I think it's been really fun to watch, I think one of the best things that came out of COVID was people getting so much more creative with what they want their life to look like. And, you know, and it, it 
it's, you know, there's companies like big companies that have embraced it, you know, and, and with, we want you to live wherever you want to live while you work and, and things like that. And I just think that it's always so great when we can sit down with ourselves and really look at what things throughout our day, bring us joy, what things that we have to do that don't bring us joy. And then being able to figure out how to stack our every day in more of the joyful things that we like doing. And I think that, I think that COVID did that for a lot of people. I know that it was obviously a really tough time for a lot of people, but I think with the mindset shift of, Hey, if I was able to plan my whole day, like those, you know, six weeks or whatever, that we were really shut down and not able to do anything. There was a lot of that, like, okay, I'm going to wake up and I have nowhere I have to be like, no, one pulling me in any direction. I can really just plan our day. And if that's with your kids and you're planning what you want your day to look like, I think that it just kind of opened our eyes to the fact that there's so much more potential out there than we even consider. And I've just been so excited to dive into myself finding more of that. And I think the more that we kind of go into ourselves and look at that, we are opening ourselves up to other people that are feeling that way too. And so I felt like for me, I was like, oh, I feel like I'm making this big mindset shift and oh, weird, everyone, like all these other people are doing it too. And it's like, well, no, I'm seeking those people out now. Those like, like you said, those cheerleaders, those like-minded people, like those are the people that I'm drawn to. So when it comes to social media and stuff, I find that my feed is like, very inspirational. And it's people that are eating really well and going on walks and, you know, all of those kinds of things. And I'm, it's fun when you can connect it and be like, oh, this is intentional. (laughs) This isn't by accident. And it's, I think that there's just so much to be considered when you're going through that process and so much of what you're bringing into your world. Yeah, no, totally. And you know, no, it's like, you know, you're on the right track when Instagram starts feeding you things that you want to see. And you're like, Oh, I do need to follow this person. Oh, I do want to follow them. Oh, I think I need to to buy that Mm -hmm. vitamin supplement, you know, like, (laughs) yeah. Um, because when you're seeking, and I, I jump on Pinterest all the time. Like I'm always seeking like positive quotes. And then I love just looking up like go getters on Instagram and it's just a part of feeding that positive mental attitude. Like I am huge on keeping things positive, no matter what, like there's always something, you know, even when things go wrong, right. When they don't go quite as the way you wanted them to go. Um, and they go maybe a little negative, right? Like I always look at it from like, okay, what did I learn? (laughs) What did I learn through that experience? And how can I go into my next endeavor with a little bit more, I guess, armor on me, right. Of like, okay, I learned a lot from that. Was it hard? Yes, it was hard. But what did I learn? And now I know, okay, I'm going to be able to help somebody that might have gone through that same situation and let them know like, hey, I went through the same thing. It was hard, but you know what? You're going to be better for it. And so, so much of that comes from, yeah, starting your day off right and making sure that you're, you've got positive input going on and making sure, yeah, that you're making good, healthy choices and that you're getting your exercising, drinking your water. And, you know, it all plays a role. And then once you start recognizing like, oh man, I feel so good 
then you're like, I want to be around other people that are feeling this way and doing these good things because it's energizing. And I love being around energetic people that are just like big thinkers and that want to achieve more and that want to, you know, focus on the things ahead and not, you know, live in the past. And it's, um, there's just so much opportunity out there right now for that. You know, if you're not super pumped on where you're at, like you can make a change. You can, you've got the so much potential. Everybody has so much potential in them. Yeah. Um, it's just finding those people that will believe in you and go, yeah. I see you. I believe in you. You can do this. Um, if you fall down, it's okay. Like you can get back up and yeah. it's okay to change. Like it's okay to change your mind. <laughs> I know. I know. And that's you know? been something that I have said, I've been saying that for, I feel like the last like couple of years, because I have, I've done a lot of changes too. And I get really excited about something and I'm like, I'm all in on this. And then I'm like, yeah, I changed my mind. I don't want to, you know, and I feel like I used to feel like that was a negative thing. I used to think that there was something wrong that I didn't know, like the one thing that I really wanted to do, but I've been able to embrace now that, no, this is just my personality. And that something that works for me right now might not work for me in five years. And that's totally fine. And I'll cross that bridge when I get there. And I think it's a a generational thing that we are starting to shift like our generation and the younger generations are starting to shift where I think when our parents were growing up, right. My dad has worked for the same company for over 30 years. That's just where he's been and, you know, and stuff. And so I think that for me, it's exciting to see, um, that people realize that there's multiple avenues that you can go down and you can find what you like about certain things and go in that direction. Um, and I think like you mentioned for our, like our kids sake, for, you know, for my girls, I'm always just like, you know, kind of to the same tune that you said, how do you want to like show up in the world? Like what is, what is the person that you want to show up as? And to me, that doesn't have to be an occupation. That doesn't have to be how you make money, but like, who is it that you want to be? You know, do you want to be the person that creates things? Do you want to be the person that is the doer? You know, there's so many different avenues to go down, but I love to hear um, that that is changing from just a, in a box, what are you going to be when you grow up? And so I feel like it's a, it's a great full circle moment when we can not put that pressure on our own kids and be like, you're just supposed to be happy. That's all. (laughs) Yeah. We just want you to be happy, healthy, safe, have good friendships, make good choices. I mean, that's all we can really hope for, right. For our kids is like, they're happy, healthy, safe, make good choices and just do our best. You know, nobody's perfect. No kids have a lot of grace. Thank goodness. (laughs) Yeah. Kids just love you. You know, they just, they love you as your, as their parents. And I just love our kids so much. And that's again, like why, why we do what we do, why we really want to live that life of of freedom and flexibility and and be able to, to just kind of live life on our own terms and, that's what we're, that's what we're finding right now is like, okay, our kids are only going to be, you know, this little for so long. Like, what can we do to really be in their lives and be their prime example? You know, we want to really be that number one influence on them. Yeah. Um, and with the way that things have changed in the world, like you, there's so many opportunities, like you can homeschool, you can do pods, you can, you know, there's different, so many different programs out there that allow you to be such a primary influence on your kids. So. Yeah. 
Yep. Which I'm super grateful for. (laughs) I know I am too. I am too. And I feel like, yeah, they are so encouraging. And Harper was actually just saying, uh, mom, I really want to be on your podcast. So I'm going to interview her for a mother's day podcast, which will be so fun. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I loved all of our conversation. I love chatting with you about all the change you made. I think that your conversation will really inspire people and just remind people, like we've said a million times that uh, you can change your mind. You can do one thing and then do the next and do the next and do the next. And you don't have to be stuck in any situation. There's always opportunity. And just to continue to lean into the people that are positive and loving and want the best for you. And I think in that you'll find out what direction you want to go in. Definitely. Yeah. I 100% agree. It's been so fun being on your show. I can't wait to listen to more interviews and I'm excited to hear your mother's day podcast with Harper. That is so sweet. I love that so much. Pretty fun. She's a funny kid. So we'll see what kind of stuff comes out of her mouth. It should be entertaining for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I will be sure to link pod shark and all of that. So people can come and follow along with what you continue to do. And I just so much appreciate having you on. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, Kayla. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys love that episode. I wanted to pop on real quick and say that yes, Harper and I are filming or recording an episode. We haven't done it yet. Um, our weeks have been crazy, but we are going to record one together and I will release it as a bonus episode. Um, I'm hoping in like the next week or so. So stay tuned for that. I'm so excited to hear what she has to say. And if you don't know, Harper is my 11 year old daughter and she's got a lot to talk about apparently, according to her, when it comes to pivoting and changes. So looking forward to that. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for the next episode. Bye-bye. 